Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Stevenson with New Direction Family Law. And I'm Sarah Hink and Elizabeth and I are partners and attorneys at New Direction Family Law. We have a fun topic today, which is good because I'm a little tired from a long week of lawyering. So <laughs> at least we have something fun to talk about, don't True, we? We do. It's very interesting. And we get a lot of questions about it, actually. Yes. And I just pulled up the statistic about reasons why people get divorced. And infidelity, relationships outside of the marriage account for almost 60% of separation and divorces. Oh, and that's people who actually admit to it, too. True. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. <laughs> people that get caught. Yeah, exactly. So that's probably a little bit higher than that. Yeah, but yeah. this episode will be airing on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day mm-hmm. to everyone. Yes. Uh, and we're going to be talking today about relationships. And, you know, you so if you separate and... You want to get back out there? How soon can you start dating again? Let's at least wait till you're separated. That would be my first thought. <laughs> and the 60% sound like they do not. Uh, they did not follow my <laughs> advice as a lot of my clients do not. Do not. And a lot of times they come after us and they already ha- they've already they already done it. Correct. They've already stepped out of the marriage. Correct. And we'll get back to this. But, part, but what, what's coming up a lot now is that as a defense to that is, oh, Everybody agreed and consented to that. We have this new open relationships now are starting to be a defense sort of to that. I see see those all the time. And some people just stop agreeing to consent to that. Correct. (laughs) Funny how that works out. It does, doesn't it? You know, they decided that they don't like my boyfriend anymore. That's right. And I don't want to be in this threesome anymore. I'd like to go back to my marriage. And that may not work for you. So what's some of the issues that we face when people want to start dating right after they separate? I think what's so backwards about North Carolina is that when you're separated, you're still married. It's still a crime per se if you have sexual relations with someone, even if you're separated. The A is probably going to come after you, but people do worry about that. Yeah, it's a criminal statute. It's on the books in North Carolina Mm -hmm. still. And as we talked about on the show, you have to be separated for a year and a day before you can even file for divorce in North Carolina. So you're not even going to be divorced a year and a day after you separate. Correct. Let's start with the basics. When are you separated? When you start living under different roofs, is pretty much when I tell everyone, you got different expenses and you're no longer carrying yourself out to the public to be married. Correct. And so once that happens and everybody's in a separate place, I always tell one, if there are children involved, just take your time. And even if there aren't, you just got out of a relationship. So it's probably best not to just jump right in to something. There is some healing to do and you owe yourself some solitude time too. I think that time is pretty nice. Don't get out there on those Bumbles, Tinders, Match apps. Yeah. Chill a little bit. You know what I hear a lot is, well, we were sleeping in different rooms for two years. So that was separation, right? No, that does not count. And so your girlfriend of one year, when you've been doing that for two years, is a problem now. And it might be an expensive one. It may be a very expensive one for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so in North Carolina, we still have alimony, which has a factor consideration of marital misconduct when you do have an affair. So Mm -hmm. that's why it can affect you financially. Correct. And you can also, we have this archaic alienation of affection and criminal conversation where you bring a suit or lawsuit against the um, third party or the girlfriend or the boyfriend. And she does not have a defense while they're sleeping in separate bedrooms. (laughs) No. He told me. And that girlfriend or boyfriend does not want to be pulled into your mess. No. But they might be. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And they do. I have, we have plenty of alienation cases at our office. And and so they're going to depose or, you know, 
the girlfriend or the boyfriend and that's going to be a problem and send out discovery and get all your charge cards and see that you were mm-hmm. buying <laughs> engagement rings for someone yeah. that just happened this week in court for me so. and I, whenever i'm the on the plaintiff's end of an alienation case i like to ask a lot of those dirty sex questions too just to well, like go down the through the statute you know because they list out what, yeah. what um illicit sexual behavior is and it, it runs quite the gamut actually. it does and it's all the scientific words, words. for it <laughs> which right. I, when you guys started talking about like an outdated law and you've talked about that before that you can't it's actually illegal but judges maybe just don't send people to jail for it because obviously it happens i i googled what are some of the craziest laws currently on the books in north carolina and one of them is right up what you guys just talked about number two oral sex is a class one felony i didn't know uh, that wow <laughs> who here is guilty <laughs> No, it's also illegal to borrow your neighbor's dog. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. To borrow your neighbor's yes. dog. Yeah, you permission. Do, implies that permission. You're not doing oral sex on the neighbor's dog. <laughs> that's, I think that's a crime too. I think that's bestiality. I think that fits under the same yeah, statute. Yeah, I figured that. Uh, you have to have a detailed record of every cotton sale that you make for at least one year. That's still... Law. It's right. illegal to hold an organizational meeting while wearing a mask, and then it says, "Sorry, furries." No. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's illegal to have sex in a hotel room if you're not married. Yep. Yep. Knew that. And it's mm-hmm. also illegal to lie about being married. Oh, okay. I did not know. That's interesting. Class two misdemeanor. There's some people that were just like, "Uh-oh." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie about that. That's a lot right. of things. A lot of things that everyone's doing were just on that list. So. Right. And, and then, I don't know why that brought up in my head, but when you talk about separating, living in separate rooms, if you're on Facebook or you're on got a social profile, don't put your separated out there before you're actually separated. No, is what I would say. Just don't air your laundry on Green. social media in general. Right. But when you do move out, sure, put it on I there. Have, yeah. Take a screenshot. <laughs> we might have to need it. You know, people argue about their data separation more often than you think, and even when it's clear right. that you separated, right. the other spouse can just frustrate things by saying, no, that's not when we, we separated. separated. I was watching last night at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's this morning. <laughs> yeah, it is still. But as she was talking about, she had the long story about how the kids are like brothers and sisters and they were with each other all the time and they'd met each other's family. And then she goes into, and we'd been seeing each other for about four weeks. That's probably not appropriate. One, don't introduce your significant other to your kids in a, that quickly it's not healthy for you or the relationship or your kids no. or co-parenting for the most part there's a lot of change happening and it's best to not force other changes upon children or anyone in that situation because right. you really do have to keep your right mind and think about it and let them heal from that situation before right. you bring on something else and of course the other person's going to be mad about it in time and it's not all about you you got to put your think about how it affects your kids and what message that sends about dad does that diminish him now that we've got this new person here and it just and most importantly it does not help you getting through this divorce and getting your issues settled so you can move on no but it's love elizabeth well it's also if you like you said if you've been sleeping in separate rooms for two years Mm -hmm. you do want something you're lonely you want somebody and that breaks on that that's a good point though because you know what part of it is loneliness and what part of is, is this person actually is a really good fit for me and my family and those can be really confusing for people coming out of a relationship. And so if it is, I always have this rule, the four seasons rule. I don't know if y'all follow that or not. You got to be with somebody for a full year and go through all of those seasons to see what kind of person in relationship you really have, I think. is Yes. To take the time to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, I get sad. 
the seasonal. No, that's right. Yeah, you can in the winter. I can too, but no. <laughs> you have to be able to stand me in the winter. And I think it's just different. You got to see somebody in all that light, kind of thing. Yeah. So, what do you, do you think, parents? We get these clauses out in the middle of this right now. You have to introduce me to your significant other, and I need to know their driver's license and where they live and what their full name is and all of that. What do you tell clients about? First of all, that's a red flag that these two people don't trust each other. So that's worrisome. There's probably other issues that Mm -hmm. are going to stem from that. And you really got to get to the core of, okay, why is this a problem? And you should be able to trust this parent just as much as they should be able to trust you to choose someone that's going to be a good fit for your family. Correct. And then also, if you start dating too soon, it's another issue. And a concern what I was trying to do today was that they wanted to be able to approve anybody that picked up or dropped off during an exchange. Roll my eyes. It's just... (laughs) how are you going to live like that? That's what, yeah. But it's all about the, con- I it's think it's about more the about the control issue. right? And maybe like mama bear syndrome where you have to have control of it. And I've been doing it. I've been picking up the kids. I can't imagine him doing it or right. someone else doing it. It should always be me because right. I'm the mom. Right. We're the dad. Right. And judges don't really buy that argument. They assume that y'all are both good parents and you're going to do what's best. Like you said, what's best for the child. Yeah. And if they don't, then you have some legal recourses, but the court especially is going to give them a chance to see if, to step up and prove themselves. I right. Think. And it's the same with the clauses of, I don't want anyone introduced to the children unless you've been dating for X amount of time and you can't have anyone stay over in the house when the kids are there unless you're related or married. And I think I don't like any of that. No, see, I don't have a really problem with that, quite frankly. My issue is you're saying you can't stay overnight unless you're married or related by blood. Then you're like forcing another marriage. And how well did that last one work out? I thought about Let, it that way. Let's not like force <laughs> marriages on people that aren't going to work out. Yeah, my philosophy is, especially if you're like 50-50, if you're a week on, week off, or even a 5-2-2, see that person when you don't have your kids. That's perfectly fine. But again, give your kids time to heal and figure out what's going on because y'all are yeah. separated. Don't bring, don't start sleeping with somebody ever here. Sure. Know. Hey y'all, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever been through a divorce, you may have guessed or found out that determining who gets what property can be one of the most complicated and confusing issues of divorce. It is so important that you're represented by an experienced family law attorney who knows marital property law and will advocate for your best interest. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients and their assets. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470, or you can reach us at our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. We've got your assets covered. But what's an appropriate amount of time to wait that you have to put a a timeline on? I would say six months. Yeah, that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. So that's my thoughts. Maybe I'm just still. old-fashioned, what can I say? <laughs> no, some people, I've had clients who they want it to be like two years. I'm like, that's insane. No, <laughs> and some people will say, until such time as y'all are divorced, which is fine if you're six months from the year out mm-hmm. or two months or whatever. And then the other part is, then I know I have to be introduced to them. Yeah, and sleeping overnight when the kids are there is different from an introduction. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, I agree with that. And you also want to see if you're considering a relationship with someone, how they do interact with your kids. Correct. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And what if it's awful and no one's getting along and this person you're dating doesn't even like kids? Like, red flags. But yeah, that would be a big red flag if you have kids and they don't like kids. But Yeah, yeah. it happens. It does, it does. Do you guys yeah. think people should factor in the longevity of the marriage to how long is appropriate to wait? No. No. 
<laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. Why like, would you think that? Would, I mean, if it's why like would a that quickie be a like Vegas wedding. It feels six months would be a long time. Kid, they got what kid? They pop out in six months, Joe. Well, they might have had kids before they got married. Yeah, people can have kids before they get married <laughs> or <laughs> never get married. <laughs> I would think in certain cases it but, would be maybe even easier if you got grown children that have been like mom and dad are like we're getting divorced and we know you've been unhappy for fifteen years. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if your kids are grown and not living in the house, I don't have a problem with that although adult children do get a little pissed off when their parents get divorced it it, it might sometimes be harder yeah a lot of times it is harder and you're just gonna have to deal with your consequences of who you ever (laughs) introduce there with your parent or your kids mad at you you're all adults so you gotta deal with that yeah but they do take it just as hard i've seen i've had clients and their kids are in their 20s 30s even 40s and they're like they stopped talking to me at that point everybody's an adult and everybody's got to make their own decisions Mm -hmm. that works but when you have littles or they're under 18, or I think you do need to make that in consideration And you're de- when you think about, should I start dating and how that looks and works? Yes, for very sure. true. Because it does affect everybody. And also, just if you're newly separated, you want to make sure that you're still devoting yourself to your children and exploring that line. And a new relationship Correct. sometimes takes too much of your time, and right. then that's your priority. And people are going to do that. That happens. I've seen it happen. If you're still in the middle of your custody issues, like you still got a custody trial coming up, for sure that girlfriend or boyfriend is going to be subpoenaed to come and testify at court. And they're going to get all their documents subpoenaed. And so you're yeah. just making it even harder. If your relationship is starting when one person is going through turmoil, that's the bedrock of your relationship. And when mm-hmm. that turmoil stops, that's a different relationship and it might not work the same. Correct. Because sometimes you just feed off of that. Some people are yeah. drama focused in that yes. way. They love drama. Yeah. Don't we all? No. <laughs> no, we do not all love drama. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've separated and there is no infidelity during your marriage. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to date? Sure. I think it's okay to date. Keeping those parameters and knowing that it's not all about you per se but Mm -hmm. if there are other children or a co-parent involved then just take that into consideration right Right. and what if you were stepping out during the marriage but they you weren't caught any difference in advice there i don't think so oh i would say so there's cases where they use okay you're dating this person now and i think you might yeah you can use that back for to go back and say you were dating pre-separation yeah don't start don't flaunt it is what i say to people mm-hmm. for the most part you can do it just don't go out there if you it. just broke up and i see opposing party husband all of a sudden in a serious relationship two months after the oh, separation yeah. oh yeah. i bet that well, started a little bit that. sooner yeah let me see when that started oh the new girlfriend's pregnant six months pregnant and you separated two <laughs> months ago go. well that's di- then you just got caught so i think that's different <laughs> Yeah, hard to get out of that one. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get out of that one. Another thing to also think about is expenses. You didn't cheat nothing during the marriage when you want to start dating, but your wife is asking for spousal support. What hap- What's wrong with me going and taking my new girlfriends um, from Tinder out on all these dates and spending hundreds of dollars of them, but then I go to court and say I can't pay my wife? <laughs> and I wouldn't put that on your financial affidavit, for sure, under entertainment. Unless you're paying cash, we're going to find... if you're. <laughs> Like, that's the most fun thing that I do, I think, is go through people's credit cards and bank statements. Because if they go out to a restaurant and they spend $100, that's not just for one person. There's another person sitting there with you. So you can see a roadmap and tie this stuff all together. You ain't at Chili's dropping $100 (laughs) for one person. (laughs) That might be like four people. I don't know. Yeah. So the court's going to say you may spend... $500 on entertainment, sir, actually, but I'm not going to give you credit for that because it's not reasonable. And your wife is your first response, are your children 
for your first responsibility. Yeah, I've had cases where the new uh, partners being like flown on trips mm-hmm. and taken out mm-hmm. and doing all these things, and they're coming to court and saying, "But judge, I can't pay my ex this money. I don't have any money." At the end of the day, look, I have you know only two hundred dollars in my bank account. You just took a trip to Costa Rica Correct. for two. Correct. So. <laughs> Correct. You do. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's not your responsibility to support your new girlfriend. No, it's and your responsibility get, to support your ex. Yeah, you'll get slapped down on that one. Yeah, so don't do that. Don't so, do that. I think that's the bottom line: is be discreet. Wait some time. Wait it out a little bit. You know, go to therapy first. That would be a really good idea. It really, it would be a great idea to go to therapy first. Not, we don't say that just because we think you're crazy. But everyone needs it a little bit. Yeah, and also, I tell all clients to go to therapy, absolutely. And just to make sure you don't repeat whatever just happened because it's never one person's fault completely. And you might have been damaged from that relationship right. or something else. And you just want to make sure whatever you go forward with is going to be something healthy. Correct. Are there any legal best practices or would you guys have any advice for people that are separated as to whether or not they should disclose their dating activities to their spouse? Is it better one way or the other? Oh, no, don't tell them. Right. I think if you have not right off the bat, but if you find out that it's ser- y'all really are serious and it's been a while and you're making plans, like, yeah, I think you. I think it's courtesy. To, if there's kids, yeah, yeah. If there's no kids, no. Oh, peace no, out. No, <laughs> and I agree with that. So no, if there are kids, absolutely, I think you should just as a courtesy. So when you ask to switch weekends so the kids can come to your wedding, it might not be such a shock. Yeah. Plus, you don't want the kids going back to tell your former spouse, like, oh, by the way, mommy or daddy's got oh, a Mr. new boyfriend Mike. or girlfriend. Yeah, That's Mr. A- Mike and I went to blah, 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 blah. And you they know? will say that they happens will. all the time. <laughs> it does. good way to piss off your ex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that happens a lot. And whatever the kid says might not even be the truth, and it just comes out even worse. Right. I slept in the bed, bed with dad <laughs> and his new friend. <laughs> okay. So it doesn't help. No, yeah. it doesn't. I'm trying just, to imagine the situation where it's not that bad. Like dad had a stuffed animal that he bought. And it was, <laughs> Maybe the bed was a couch and no one was sleeping. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it can get, it can really make things messier than they need to be when maybe a co-parenting relationship is already strained. Oh, it's no, certainly not going to help. It's not going to help. Absolutely. At all. So no. Just chill. Is what we could say. But in there's some cases where the your ex getting a new partner is good for you because if it's the if the ex partner is someone who is controlling and narcissistic and seems to put all their energy towards you mm-hmm. and ruining things, mm-hmm. this new person can suck some of that away. Be the focus. So sometimes it's really good. That's true. I've said that to clients before. I said that even in my own divorce. God, I wish my ex would go find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like, gosh, when they get a free subscription to Bumble or something. That's why I was in I had a case where I was doing a modification to alimony and going through the bank records and saw ten, like $13,000 to Bailey. So he, when he was in court, I asked him what that was about. It was an engagement ring for his girlfriend. Like, why are we here on a modification to alimony and you're engaged? So it's just people do weird stuff. Yeah, they don't think. Very well. They, they think with their parts. <laughs> right. And the hormones. Yeah, and love and, they're, and the love drug, which... That's what it does. All your serotonin endorphins and your serotonin or whatever that is mm-hmm. I and mean, that's what guides you sometimes which is not good i wake up a year or two later and oh my god what did i do right right and now and then you gotta think about that okay so we've been together a while all our kids are inter- interacting and we're all like a family and then y'all break up then what then there's another fallout so your kids have got to go through a second even if you're not married let's say you're just dating but everybody's going on vacations together and yeah. that kind of thing i've had some sad cases where i've had the step parent come to me it's not their children but they've spent 10 years right. raising these kids right. and they separate from their husband the biological father or vice versa <laughs> what have you 
And I have to tell them, if he doesn't want you to have a relationship right. with anymore, then I can't do anything about it. And it's really heartbreaking for them. It is. I agree. And sometimes the ex and the stepmom will sort of bond too. And then it gets, does get. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not in <too>. my cases. <laughs> I've had some cases like that. That's nice. <laughs> Yeah, but then, so you have to be careful if you're the one stepping into the relationship with someone who's separated as well. Correct. What advice would you give to your client about how to interact? They just found out that dad has a new girlfriend and she's all pissed off. And Go to your you therapist, <laughs> talk to your therapist about it, get those feelings out. And otherwise, just pay attention. If something changes that you can make a note of that's detrimental, then yeah, but otherwise, go have a glass of wine and... Right. It's not going to modify. I need to modify custody immediately. We're going to lose. Yeah, that's right. That's you wanna, gonna, <laughs> not going to happen. You want to pay me $20,000 for nothing? Let's go do it then. We'll go make their life hell for a little well, bit, well, but you're not going to win. No. And then it's not going to help your parenting at all. No. You might even lose a little custody. That's right. Depending on how crazy you get. Or what judge you get. Yes. <laughs> that definitely matters these days. It does it. Which well, one? Well, it really doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> if you get a judge. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. There's a judge involved. It's always a problem. Yeah, we digress. Yes, yeah, so Valentine's Day, and we were just talking that Mistress Day is the day before, which is the Super Bowl this year. Oh, yeah, we got it. Ooh, that's a problem. Yes. What'd you say? Don't take your mistress <laughs> to the Super Bowl party? Yeah. <laughs> yes, just Super Bowl comes first this year, maybe? Uh, <laughs> I think that would be a question for the mistress. I'm not sure I would appreciate that. Yeah. She might egg your house. That's maybe I've, you know, there's been cases where everything was quiet. He was getting or she was getting away with it, and then you piss off your mistress. Then they come and blow your scene up. Absolutely, just don't do it. Yeah. It's never going to end. That's not. Or they reach out to the. I've had them where they reach out to the wife and tell them all the stuff and become allies, and so it can come back to bite. Yeah, us. or when there's like the two married, they're both married. Right. So then. Two marriages are now blowing up right. and there's going to be two different alienation cases and everyone's teaming up against you. Right, right. That's not one. That's not fun. Just don't do it. I was just talking about Mistress Day. I was over here on the Google uh -huh. and they have somebody quoted in the restaurant industry in New York saying that the restaurant industry also caters to Mistress Day and that there are just as many reservations the day before Valentine's Day in the restaurant industry as there are actually uh -huh. on Valentine's Day. So it's a thing. It's a, there's going to be a Hallmark that. card for it pretty soon. You'll be able to go to Target and get a mis happy Mistress Day for Valentine's Day card. That would be the best though. If you were the wife and you could figure out where they were going, you what make your you own reservation. I don't, I just, I don't know, but not go crazy, but just do something just, just, be there. just be just there. Just look your best. Like, Absolutely. go get your hair done, your nails done. Just have just a movie walk, moment. Just walk by them to go to the bar or the restaurant. Would no, you say slash, a word. Would you slash tires? No, I wouldn't. You're do not that. a slasher. I'm not a slasher. I wouldn't do that. Sarah, would you slash tires? I think about it. What a rough no. holiday if you're a mistress. And not only are you the mistress, you're like you're still one back in line, but imagine getting jilted on Mistress Day and having that, have that argument and being like, I, I didn't even get a card. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Listen, if you're a mistress. <laughs> You're already doing some dumb things so, so. And, and already getting upset and he or she just reels you back in. I'm is sure. that a gender specific term? Is there a mistro? Is there another way to say mistress when you're... I just call them paramours and that goes back. Yeah, ways. paramours. You guys should make it. There should be a word. You guys should come up with it and coin it. Misters. Misters. <laughs> Misters Day. Misters Day. It comes on the 15th because it comes after Valentine's Sugar Day. Sugar Daddy Day. Sugar Daddy Day. Like that. That's yeah. the official candy of Misters Day. Yes. Yeah, Sugar Daddy. Sugar yeah. Daddies. <laughs> Milk, 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 milk dads would probably be the better one. Yeah, milk hunks. I don't know. 
But I, going back, I don't think anyone, I don't advise that anyone slash any tires. I was just joking. <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> Big disclaimer. If you, yeah. Even if you're the spouse and you've been wronged and you go off and do some crazy shit, they can turn around and get you protective yeah, you order. you still can't do that. Like, no, yeah. you still have to act in your right mind, which is not fair, but a lot of the things in the law are not fair. Correct. <laughs> and don't go after the mistress because she could get a... Uh, a 50C no contact order against yeah, you. Yeah, and then he's then he's saying, "Look, judge, she's she is crazy. crazy. <laughs> of course, I cheated on her, and it shouldn't be held against me." <laughs> there, that's not a defense. <laughs> say, is that gonna hold up? <laughs> no, but it might today in our courts. I don't know. <laughs> yes, her craziness is a little marital misconduct too. If it was before, yeah. It, then I, the law does say that if you committed adultery, you will, if you're entitled to it, you will get alimony. But I'm not sure how much judges even put a factor on that anymore i haven't seen, seen it. it i haven't either really because it's i don't it, know maybe they think it's human nature you shouldn't have to pay, pay for yeah. it i don't know it's more of a ledger leverage tool these days it, yeah. where it's you did this awful thing and we'll put it all in the court papers right is it 50 50 or more uncommon for men to be awarded alimony you just it's, don't hear about it a lot it's more uncommon just because but still what, the gender norm however it's set up women still make less than men what 80 but that was my recent case was he was the one that got the alimony, which was, I think that may have been the first case I'd had where it got alimony, but he was the dependent spouse. And she made, she worked 80 hours a week, but she made more than he did. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's a factor. Shouldn't be under the law. It may be in a judge's mind. I don't know. But yeah, there you go. Well, Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> all of that being said, all of the love and warm and fuzzies you guys just heard. Happy Mistress Day if you're out there. Yes. And ain't that some. some Thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more resources and information. And remember, with change comes empowerment.